0: This is
1: your wake-up call. The Breakfast Club, the show you love to hate, from the east to the west coast. DJ Envy, Angela Yee,
2: Charlamagne the God, the realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice
3: to society,
2: changing the game. You guys are the the coveted morning show, but y'all earn
1: that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they they
3: want to hear that Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show. We Yo, 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 yo,
2: yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee.
4: Hey, good morning, Andy.
2: She's there. Hey, Charlemagne. Peace to Hold on one
3: second. I'm cold. Did you
4: just
2: say she's there? Yeah, they didn't think you were going to be there. They didn't think your line was going to be there. Oh, me or Angela
3: Yee? Come on, do your part. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Are you all late? Listen, I, first of all, I'm not late. Well, you're on time, but you're... I'm on time, but I just... Your Q is late. I just stumbled into the building because uh, I looked at my truck this morning when I got inside of it, my 2002 Escalade with 376,953 miles on it, Life. and it said two degrees. Two degrees. Uh, by the time I got here to the radio station, it said five degrees. Mine says six. <laughs> it's freezing so, out there. So that little walk just to get inside the building just now... You still got to keep your coat on because you're still getting, shaking off the shivers. Well,
2: see, I stop do, being I a do. baby
4: because you guys are not in other places where it's minus 60. Says the
3: girl that's in Atlanta and it's 28 degrees. Now, that's still cold. Let me ask a stupid question. If it's two degrees or negative something, still cold, right? Now there's a difference. There's, yeah,
2: there's a difference, there's there's a difference, difference between okay.
4: negative 60 and two degrees. Well, hopefully I'll difference. never
3: find out. And it is
2: freezing outside. I had to walk, what, two, three blocks? And when Man. I say it is nasty out there, oh, my God, I feel bad for anybody that has to take the bus today. Homeless people. They, homeless people, anybody that has to work outside. If you got to take the train, it's nasty. Dressing layers, put long johns, put sweats, then jeans. Get some
3: gloves. Extra socks. The foot warmers. Yeah, the foot warmers, the, yeah, the,
2: the, foot warmers and, the hand warmers. And I'm
3: sorry for everybody around the country who don't know what the hell we're talking about right now because we are a nationally syndicated show, but it's two degrees in our home base here in New York. And it's cold all through the East Coast It's freezing out there The
4: Midwest is freezing
3: I used to be When when you're from South Carolina right I used to look at like Everybody on the East Coast And Chicago And New York And Detroit And see them with them long furs And I'm like Who them bougie ass people live with them big ass furs Now you want one You need you a dead animal (laughs) You definitely need you a dead animal (laughs) Sorry Peter Peter you need you a dead animal Peter Keep you warm my guy It's freezing out there Christ all right, well. And it's very humbling when you go to the bathroom and you got a penis because I suffer from severe okay. shrinkage in this kind of weather. You know what I'm saying?
4: Are you
3: sure it's the weather? I mean, you know, I ain't the, I'm the, not the biggest anyway. You know, seven inches, three four, eight when it's warm out. But when it's cold, clitoris. All right, little clip. Got one right now. Oh, You could be okay, a rapper, little
4: clip. That's
3: the too, too early, too early. You could be rapping little, <laughs> little clip. <laughs> I'm sensitive. <laughs> All right. Well, Killer Mike will be joining us this morning. My brother, my comrade, Killer Mike, man. He hosts a a new show on Netflix called Trigger Warning. He's one of my favorite MCs of all time. Uh, Top five. But I say top seven because I just got a solid seven of rappers that I know that I will live with their catalogs for the rest of my life. But he's one of my favorite MCs of all time, one of my favorite people. He'll be here this morning.
2: Killer Mike and I talk... uh, about real estate all the time and investing and, and doing that type of thing. So we'll be talking to Killer Mike Ain't in a Ain't too many bit.
3: people blacker than Killer Mike, bro. Meaning that... <laughs> you gotta explain that. Meaning that he was born in Atlanta, Georgia, mm-hmm. went to George Washington, Carver, and as a kid, went to Morehouse. His grandmother uh-huh. got him in the black bank in early. Right, Killer Mike is, is a black man through okay. and through. Married to a black woman. Okay. Through and through. All She's right. True to Okay. Well, Good, Great guy.
2: Well, Front Page News is next. year. what are we talking about?
4: Well, y'all know I'm out here in Atlanta. The Super Bowl is going down on Sunday. While I was flying out here, they made a huge announcement on the plane about sex trafficking. We'll give you an update on what's happening with that because a lot of people got arrested.
2: Did they talk to you on the plane? Did they think you were sex They made an announcement oh, on the oh, plane. Oh, all right. In
4: case you see anything to say something.
2: Okay. All right, we'll talk about that next. Keep it locked at the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
3: Hey, I know one thing. What's that? If you in Atlanta for the Super Bowl, and, you know, you, you a dancer, please go to wherever quality control going to be at this weekend.
2: Yeah, they're going right. to be at, what did they say?
3: Wherever you see P. That uh, $500,000 dance-off. Wherever you see P, wherever you see Coach K, little Baby, the Migos. <laughs> Okay. Is Yadi old enough to get in the script club? I guess, right? Yeah. Is he old enough? Yeah, he's old enough. What you I don't ever see him, though. I always see, like, Baby and the, the Migos and Pete him. But anyway, go to where they are. Right. Okay? Because they got money. They got money. They got you money. You are a bird. All right. Well, let's get in some front page newsy.
4: Well, yeah, since we're talking about the Super Bowl and this weekend, dozens of people have already been arrested for sex trafficking before the Super Bowl. They said 33 people so far have been arrested. Now, they're not giving exact details, but they said this time in particular is really a hotbed for sex trafficking. Pimps are often trying to bring some young girls to cities around the big game. They're trying to sell their services to fans looking to, quote, enrich their Super Bowl weekend.
3: So how do you know if somebody's sex trafficking or not? Meaning, like, what if it's a guy just traveling with his daughter his niece his uh, younger sister like, how do you know if somebody's sex trafficking what does sex trafficking look like to the naked eye I don't I, know have
4: you ever seen um, somebody and you like okay that definitely doesn't look right
3: I see couples like that all the time. Okay, yeah, hey, so that's, that's, what mean, that's what mean they sex But what I'm saying
4: in particular, if you see something that looks a little off, you know, and they they made that announcement on the plane. They said, if anything looks strange, if you feel like someone could potentially be a victim of sex trafficking, please let us know. And they have this whole procedure you could follow and a video to watch on the flight and everything.
3: I just want the record to show, and, and I agree with all of that. But it's just some guys out there who look like they're overachieving in the woman department. So you don't want to make that mistake either. You know, but I'm. What if you see
4: a guy with like four or five different women? Scantily clad and approaching men and. Oh, so you talking nurses. about
3: stereotypical pimping, ye? ye of course, yes. And <laughs> I don't, then, think, of I don't think it happens like, that anymore. That, happens like that anymore. And then of course, if you're and then of
4: course if you're out here and someone approaches you.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I understand that. I'm just talking about if you see somebody with the, from the neck of The, eye. the reason I asked it, I remember one time being on the plane with my young daughter and the flight attendant asking me a question. He was like, "Is that your daughter?" I'm like, "I hope so." You know something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You
4: understand what I'm saying? So, and I don't know. Speaking of the Super Bowl. Oh, you look like
3: a criminal. Didn't the kid Man, yesterday say you look up? like a criminal? Yeah, that little white boy said I look like a criminal. A future racist ass. I would have called the police too. Wishing he could vote in 2020 for Donald Trump. Well, let's
4: talk about Roger Goodell because, of course, as he's doing addressing the media uh, from the Super Bowl in Atlanta, a crowd of reporters from all over the world had some questions and one question on top of their minds was Colin Kaepernick. What's going on? Is he being blackballed? Why is he not on an NFL roster? Well, here's how he answered that
5: i've said it
3: uh many times uh, privately publicly that our clubs are the ones to make decisions on players that they want to have on their roster they make that individually uh, they make that in the best interest of their team and that's something that uh we as the nfl take pride in well they should have asked them uh why did the nfl use a polling firm to get a public opinion on colin kaepernick then the nfl used the washington consultant firm to ask americans whether kaepernick should have been signed to a team
4: well, he was definitely ducking and dodging all the questions and not really answering and not taking blame.
3: And, and, that, and that poll is interesting because, you know, they asked fans' attitudes about, like, high-profile concerns like domestic violence, mm-hmm. gambling, player protests, and player safety, but they specifically had on there how do you feel about Colin Kaepernick. So that's that's that kind of Prove that there was some collusion against uh, Colin Kaepernick. Mm.
4: Alright, and as we've been talking about the weather this morning, there's a polar vortex-linked Arctic blast, and there has been some records set. Uh, so far, at least eight people have been killed, and that's across the Midwest. They said there's some all-time temperature records that have been shattered right now. So, uh, depending on where you are, right, uh, they're saying this could be the coldest days in tw- over 20 years. Minneapolis wow. saw a low temperature of minus 28 Okay, in Iowa, they set a daily record low with a temperature of minus 20. Chicago, a a wind chill of minus 52 degrees and a low of (laughs) minus 23 degrees. So, you know, you can get frostbite really quickly. So everybody, I know a lot of things are shut down and not delivering mail. A lot of flights have been canceled. Uh, to Chicago, so just make sure you check that before you go anywhere, but if you don't have to go outside, clearly, don't go outside.
3: Yeah, there's, no re- there's no reason to go outside. Can you turn your phone off? I'm sorry. I turned on. I turned us on. Wow. <laughs> wow.
4: What's wrong with you? You turned Emmy
3: on. Dropping a clues bomb for all the smokers out there. Oh, oh, yeah. Y'all are real. Boy, y'all cigarette smokers love nicotine. <laughs> y'all are real. When I see y'all cigarette smokers out there, and it's, ten, it's negative oh 10 goodness, degrees, y'all and y'all smoking real. that cigarette, I just salute you. I'm like, damn, boy, them cigarettes must be good. It actually makes me want to smoke. Cause I'm like, Does it? Because I'd be like, them Newports and them Marlboros and everything else, they must be so good that y'all would risk frostbite nah, I to get y'all a this. cigarette. Nah, B. I nah. mean, my God. Noop,
2: noop, 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 noop. All right, well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night or a horrible night or it's just too damn cold. Hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Stay with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got
6: something on your mind, let it out. Trav! What's up, Envy? Trav, you staying warm in Philly, man? Listen, it's three degrees out here right now. How's your
3: shrinkage?
4: You check it out.
6: You know I mean? Leave me. Leave me alone. Leave me alone.
4: What's up, Hey, Trav.
6: How you doing, boo? I'm good, boo.
4: How are you?
6: Listen, can we just talk about one person? I've been trying not to talk Uh-oh. about people. I said I was not yeah, going to be right. shady to people this year. Yeah, I really right. be trying not to talk about people. But, Milan Christopher has to relax. Well, you got to tell people who Milan Christopher is and what did he say? Love Hip Hop? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah well, I definitely got to tell people who Milan Christopher is. The okay. gay dude from Love and Hip Hop. Well, he used to be on Love and Hip Hop. Okay. But, now, but now, now now he's a professional commenter on the shade room. What yeah. did he say? So, he keeps, he keeps accusing... Jesse Smollett of lying about what happened to him. Why would
4: Jesse Smollett I, lie? Yeah, I don't that?
6: understand
3: how anybody can come to that conclusion. Like, I, 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 yeah. I just don't get it. I mean, and, and if anything, if you don't, if you don't necessarily believe the whole story, don't say nothing. Like, wait till the fact, wait till all the facts
6: come out. You know what I mean? Like, shut up. That, 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 and, and, and the worst thing is that, is that Milan Christopher is is, a, is one a black man and two a black gay man, and, he, and he's the main one writing these long rants on the shade room, writing these long rants. On his page about Jesse Smullen and how, and how celebrities lie, too. And it's like, bro, if you, if you think he's lying, keep that to yourself. That, that That's fine if you think he's lying, but why would he? Hey, Trav, you
3: know what, though? I will say it's not even Jesse's fault. It's just that we live in this era where people see things on social media, especially things that come from celebrities, and they don't necessarily believe it unless they see right. a video. And even if they see the video, they would be like, oh, that was staged. We just don't believe in celebrities. And I think social media has a big a big part to play in that. It.
4: Yeah, it's hard when somebody's well, suffering stuff. and you're getting accused of lying.
6: Exactly. With stuff like that, Milan Christopher got, has to react Because if something, if something ever happened to him, He wouldn't want people to turn around and think he was lying about it if he came out and said
3: something. Well, all I can say is this. My prayers go up for Jesse. I'm sending him positive energy because he's always been a good dude, and I hope the people that did that to him get shot. I heard they got persons of interest now, though. Yeah, they put up a little
2: picture. But thank you, Trav. Monte.
3: Yo, yo,
6: what's
2: going on? What's up,
6: Monte? Get it off your chest, bro. I mean, it's really for uh, Charlamagne and Evie. I just got a question. How come every day y'all find a way to segue into a penis joke one way or another. First of all, it's a gift. (laughs)
3: <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> all right. That's what you first of all need to realize. We okay. didn't do a penis joke this morning, oh, yeah. did
4: we? Yes, you did.
3: We did. Yeah, whole did.
4: shrinkage bit. Oh. No, that's real. That's not
3: right, a penis right. yeah, that joke. Hold on. Where you at? Where you calling from right yes, now, it is, brother? Because
4: your penis is a joke. The seven, that's irrelevant. The seven no, five
3: seven though. That's Virginia. Is it cold in Virginia? Yes, yeah, right yeah. it is.
4: Oh yeah, it's cold, but
6: it ain't as cold as it is in like you know uh, Chicago and them. But it's cold out
3: here. As a man, you don't suffer from no shrinkage.
6: Hey, look. I mean, we all do.
3: Okay, then. So I'm just on the radio talking about mine. That's all. That's not a joke. Leave little alone. Hey,
6: look. What, real quick, one more One more thing, though. Yesterday, the, the last room report, I think that was so funny how whoever was responsible for putting Charlemagne clips into uh, the dude's <laughs> audio about low shit, and he kept saying the guy's penis. I thought big, you didn't thought like the penis jokes. Now you like Yeah, it. yeah, I thought you didn't like these no, penis no, jokes. No, no, no. I just thought that. I thought that, sang, I thought that was funny, though. You know what I'm saying? So what you're saying
3: I'm, is, uh, <laughs> you you love my penis. Yeah, he likes a good penis joke. There
4: you go. Oh, all right. Well, you like something. <laughs> <penis>. Now <laughs> we got to the root of it. Yeah, right. Can't cut it out.
2: Take it easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm got Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club.
1: Get it, Pick up the mother, mother phone and dial. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Just
0: say it with
3: your chest.
1: We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So you better have the same energy.
2: Chantel! Hello, Breakfast Club. Good Good morning. morning. Get it off your chest, mama.
0: Okay, so I'm here in Columbia, South Carolina. 8:03. It's 25 degrees out, and I'm a drill star here, and it's cold as hell. And today is the day I think I
3: want to quit my job. First of all, it's 2 degrees (laughs) here, so I don't feel sorry for you. I love Columbia. (laughs) Oh, no.
0: Oh, but I wanted to talk about the Super Bowl being in Atlanta, and I know the strippers going to be out, and all the little side is going to be out, and I just want everybody to practice safe sex and don't break up no marriages. There you go. All right, there all
3: you right, go. Love it. And don't get no STDs. First of all, no marriages will be exactly. broken up. No marriages exactly. will be broken up this weekend because every wife knows what kind of man they got, and they know their man going to cheat on them this weekend. You know?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are really, really here for, for the,
4: the f- f- Super Bowl. <laughs>
0: Yes. Well, you know, and, and it's in Atlanta. That's where all the bodies at in Atlanta. Okay. Yes. All right, and, mama.
3: and this weekend in Atlanta, it's probably going to be about 2 million people. Mm. But it's only going to be about 80,000 at the game. You do the math. All right.
5: <laughs> okay. Hello? Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing today? Joe,
2: man, what's going on in your life, man? You don't sound too happy, brother.
5: man. I mean, it could always be worse, right? You right. So last night, me and my girlfriend are out to dinner. Um, I find out that she's texting her ex-husband. Damn. You know, they had problems Mm-hmm. with her uh, immigration, so she stayed married to him, and, you know, I told her I'd back her up 100%, meaning that I was with her. And they have been split up for a couple of years, so I, you know, completely had her back. Find out she's texting him. You know, normally they keep it short, but I've seen that they were having, like, longer conversations, you know, throwing smiling faces, winky faces, this and that. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I was like, you know what's going on? So, my mom ended up texting me that she saw a picture with her wearing her wedding ring, and... Um, I kind of freaked out about it. So I was like, what the hell? So I went to Facebook to look for myself and found out that I was deleted and blocked. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she didn't tell me anything. So I asked her about it. And she's completely like, oh, you know, you shouldn't be going through my stuff. It's my personal life. Well, we're together. You know, my life is your life. We're supposed to share everything together and be honest with each other as a relationship. That's what keeps each other together. Honesty and, you know, just talking through shit. Oh, excuse my language but a little hype this morning but I just want to give everybody a heads up don't date no chick that has immigration issues still Aww. married to anybody <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry.
4: Uh-huh. the moral
5: me. of the story is don't get used for a green
3: card <laughs> 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 damn it man well
4: he's not the one being used for a green card she just needs to
3: We's hurt. we got a cameraman who got used for a green card <laughs> Steve you care to comment real quick you want to comment on it you want to chime coming, in on this,
4: Steve? How you feel, Steve?
3: Is she Brazilian? But no, he, he hung up. I hung up? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Don't All get right. tricked by these hoes.
3: Okay, <laughs> yeah. Steve got tricked by a Brazilian woman, married her. She got her green card, visa, whatever, and, and left mount. him. It happened. took the dog.
4: But she also left the country, it, so was it really for a green card?
3: It took 10 years. She played it through. <laughs> She, she, played played she played the long game. game. She the He's long really game. mad about the dog, though. All right, get it off your chest.
2: It's <laughs> my dog. Oh man, you—we got rumors on the way.
4: Uh, yes, yeah, since we were talking about Jesse Smollett this morning, let's get more into that. We'll give you the details on what they are uncovering from this case where he was viciously attacked.
2: All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. This the Breakfast Club. Good morning, the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Jesse, Slim, uh, Jesse Smollett. Excuse it's me.
1: about time. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
4: Well, we told you about Jesse Smollett getting allegedly attacked and a noose around his neck as mm-hmm. well as some substance poured on him as the attackers yelled out as uh, MAGA country. The Chicago Police Department has now released a screen grab from the surveillance video where you can see that there are two people that are on camera and then they walk off camera. So you don't see the actual attack happening, but those are two people that they are saying are of interest because then Jesse Smollett is also on that same camera and then he's off the camera as well. So they're trying to find out who these two people are so they can question them, whether they were involved or perhaps saw something. So we'll see what happens with that. So if you guys can take a look at that footage if you're in Chicago and you want to see if you have any idea who these people could be. If
3: you see something, say something. Absolutely. Okay? We don't want to hear that BS, no snitching rule that has done nothing but keep a bunch of the worst kind of element on the streets. All right? We got to get them out of here.
4: Now, Jesse Smollett's manager, Brandon Z. Moore, also told police that he was on the phone with Jesse during the alleged attack. And that he clearly heard the homophobic slurs and everything that was yelled at him. Another person has come forward, and that's Jesse Smollett's neighbor. She's saying that she saw a suspicious-looking redneck that had a rope when she went to go walk her dog. Suspicious-looking what? Uh,
3: What does a redneck look like? (laughs) I know know what a redneck looks like. I'm from South Carolina, but what does a redneck look like in Chicago? Suspicious what? Is it the same?
4: Yeah, she said he looked like a redneck. Oh, okay. Uh, loitering right outside the building. Now she said she was going to walk the dog and she saw a guy that looked out of place, a white man with a uh, scruffy face wearing a blue winter beanie, a blue zip-up sweatshirt with a hood and blue jeans.
3: See, that pisses me off because if that was a suspicious-looking black man standing outside of somebody's building in a neighborhood they ain't got no business in, they'd have got the police called on him. So why you ain't do that to the redneck? Because of his white skin?
4: Well, she said she saw him making eye contact with somebody else across the street. It felt weird, so she said she got creeped out (laughs) and after just a couple of minutes, she went back into her building. She went to sleep and woke up to go to the gym and noticed a lot of security. That's when they told her that Jesse was attacked, and she talked about Damn. what she saw and actually called the police and made that report. Yeah, absolutely at one, right. at, at one yeah,
3: something absolutely in the morning, right. two in the morning, if I saw a suspicious-looking anybody standing outside of my building, but especially a redneck with a rope, I'm calling the proper authorities. Okay? Like, come on, <laughs> man. Because you know if that was a black person, they'd have called the proper I call authorities. I called the cops the other day on somebody that was, uh, his call was too parked on, on into my coldest Sack. Come, come, come to my come in my if you want to. And he was Caucasian. I do it all the I don't time. Care, I, don't I care. do it all. I don't discriminate. The time you shouldn't be there. I'm not gonna say all the time because it doesn't happen often. 911. What's your emergency? Well, uh, it's a strange looking car. A strange in my looking cul-de-sac. car. Okay, they
7: look I- white.
4: All right, now Nicki Minaj <laughs> is putting out another fragrance. It's her seventh Still ever bit. personally branded fragrance. So that's going to be out in time for Valentine's Day. For people looking for a Valentine's Day presents for your lady, that could be a good gift uh, for you to give to her. Now, if you want to. Where is Nicki?
3: Nicki got quiet. Like, there was no
4: I'm going to give you some more Nicki news. Okay. But you can go to Nicki, at Nicki Minaj Fragrance. Uh, you can go to Nicki Minaj Fragrance.com, and that's how you can get an early bid and see where that's going to be, when it's going to drop, and make sure you get your hands on that. She actually posted it on her social media media so excited to finally launch my seventh fragrance just in time for valentine's day only fit for a hashtag queen so sign up now for early access
3: i haven't heard no queen radio i haven't seen any Nicki minaj pictures like what's up when well, she was in love i
2: guess she's just handling her love life right now and handling her relationship she well, dropped I, the album so well happy new year Nicki.
4: well both Nicki minaj and cardi b are new going Hard to be headlining the bet experience 2019 so not on the same day. All right, the BT Experience is June 20th through June 22nd at the Staples Center. And the way it's going down is: Nikki, Lil Wayne, Tory Lanez, Trippie Red, and Bree Steves are going to perform on June 21st. Cardi B, The Migos, Lil Yachty, Lil Baby, and City Girls are going to perform on June
3: 22nd. So basically, Quality Control is performing on June 22nd. Yeah, basically. Pretty much. Okay. Drop on the clues, bombs for QC. Yeah, shout to. Now you those me.
4: VIP tickets are on sale. Actually, starting today.
3: Salute to all the dancers, all the scrippers in Atlanta. This. Week weekend okay Mm -hmm. follow qc all right follow p follow little baby follow quavo takeoff offset that's where the money gonna be at this Mm -hmm. weekend okay
4: money well you know what cardi b and offset are back together apparently according to sources close to the couple he actually changed his phone number you know that's the first thing you do when your man uh, has cheated on you you make him change his phone number so the girls can't call his phone anymore and they have a new no groupie rule so nobody's gonna be allowed to be around him and that's in effect this weekend so maybe follow everybody but offset around ladies if you want to make that money, if they're spending that money. He's not going to have any female fans near him during his Super Bowl appearances in Atlanta. He wants to make sure that Cardi B knows that he's very serious about their marriage.
3: Hey, good brother Offset, I just want you to know the best apology is change behavior, my brother. Okay? Just Um, always remember that. You know what guys always say?
4: I'm a work in progress. I mean, he is
3: young, so he is a work in progress. But I
4: know. That's the guy's line, though, all the time. I'm a work in progress. But,
3: but you're only going to get but so many of those chances, man. Especially, He's done. Especially when He's it finished. comes to, you know, having a wife. So I just will tell the good brother Offset the best He's apology done. is change change behavior. Be mm-hmm. a part of this faithful black male community. You know what I'm saying? It's a well, gated community. I hope community. they work it
4: out. They have a marriage. They have a baby. They seem like they really love each other. Black men don't Don't let don't other cheat. people come in between your situation. I
3: never thought he cheated to begin with. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I just want to stress that black men don't cheat. You, and the best apology is change behavior. That's all.
4: All right, but we can't minimize, like I always say, how Cardi B might have felt about things by saying he didn't do something. or the Like, listen. This is all but,
3: speculation, guys. Yeah, it's, it's all, all speculation. speculation okay. But but I'm and I didn't sure say we, offset. I just say black men don't cheat. All right, it's a narrative. You said
4: you didn't believe he cheated because black you. men don't it's, cheat. This is the best, <laughs> it's speculation,
3: the best guys. apology is changed. We're making it worse. That's all they might be listening
2: right now. Drop one of clues, <laughs> for
3: offsetting cards. That's right. There you go.
2: I but hope look, if she's work. saying
4: she doesn't want any groupies around, there's a reason for that. You goddamn right. I don't want no groupies around me neither.
3: Why should I be around groupies when I'm a faithful black male? I shouldn't be in this type of
4: environment. I don't think. Does Charlamagne have groupies that wow. flock around him? <laughs>
3: First of all, there's no such thing as somebody having
4: groupies. (laughs) There's just
3: groupies. They're like geese. So it's a flock of them. Like you can just.
4: Male groupies geez. are worse than female yes, groupies. Yes, they are.
3: Charlamagne got <laughs> a lot of male groupies. You know who male groupies love the most out here in these streets? <laughs> who? Meek, Meek Mill. <laughs> Meek Mill is the Bernie's Burgos of so male groupies. <laughs> these big. male groupies will fight you for a picture with Meek Mill. You they me? are
4: way worse. Those guys that try to latch on, come to the table, they will drink trample some with you with in you, a club to get, get to the weed, VIP. push the girls out of the way.
3: What to take a picture with Meek Mill? How
4: do you know? You know you you
2: don't go to the club. I got Instagram. I see what's going on. I got Instagram. They
4: try to stand. Stand behind you in the I picture, make sure they're in the shot. Oh, <laughs> All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report.
2: All right, when we come back, front page news, what are we talking about?
4: Uh, let's talk about smoking marijuana. Find out another place where you won't get arrested for that now.
2: All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
4: Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela
2: Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. What are we talking about, Yee?
4: Well, let's talk about Baltimore. They're no longer going to prosecute marijuana possession cases, according to the state's attorney. Mm -hmm. Marilyn Mosby, she said her staff will stop prosecuting those cases because they have no public safety value. They disproportionately affect communities of color and erode public trust. She also said they're costly and it's counterproductive. They have limited resources. Why are we spending our resources on that?
3: Dropping the clues bombs for Marilyn Mosby. Mm -hmm. That's my partner right there. She bought that action.
4: Yes. so... A lot of people, a lot of states, a lot of cities are vacating convictions for misdemeanor marijuana possession because people of color were disproportionately affected. Um, So I think that's great news. That is great.
3: FYI, uh, Marilyn Mosby is she's she was inspired by Senator Kamala Harris in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I I would I want Marilyn Mosby to come up here and have a conversation. I've been telling yeah, she's great. I've been telling her to come up to the Breakfast Club for a while now. Just come up, come come on up, Baltimore, right there. Right.
4: And listen, you guys, this weather is so crazy. You know what they're saying now? What? Because of this deadly polar vortex that temperatures are so low in some places at negative 40 already, they're warning people not to breathe deeply or talk outside. Wow. I've never heard a warning like that. First
3: of all, you shouldn't be talking outside when it's cold anyway. It's cold. Y'all should be trying to get to a warm place. So what is there to talk about? You know what I'm saying? I'm not holding no conversation with you in the cold.
4: Yeah, this is a bad time to argue and get kicked out of your, your house.
3: And please don't fart when it's uh negative, <laughs> when it's negative, uh, negative degree weather. Yeah. okay? Because you know, first of all I don't fart in my clothes at all, but when you fart, the fart freezes and people can see it in your pants, especially if you're wearing black pants. That is true.
4: So if it's cold outside and you have to fart, you're gonna pull your pants
3: down? No, I'm just they gonna get, hold get, it. I'm gonna go in the bathroom and get to a warm place and do what I always do. It's not good
4: to hold your farts in. I don't fart in my clothes. I don't know what to tell we you. We know. All right, now let's talk about Roger Goodell. He was asked about Colin Kaepernick and why Colin Kaepernick is not on an NFL roster. I'm out here in Atlanta. You know, it's Super Bowl weekend coming up. Mm -hmm. And he was addressing the media live from uh, the Super Bowl in Atlanta. There were all these reporters from all over the world and some NFL owners were there as well. Now, here's how Roger Goodell answered that question.
3: I've said it uh, many times uh, privately, publicly, that our clubs are the ones to make decisions on players that they want to have on their roster. They make that individually. Uh, They make that in the best interest of their team. And that's something that uh, we as the NFL take pride in. That's not true because the NFL used the polling firm to get the public's opinion on Colin Kaepernick. So, you know, they they did a a poll where they were addressing high-profile concerns, including domestic violence, gambling, player protests, and specifically Colin Kaepernick. And then that poll was passed around to the owners and uh, other high-ranking executives, including Commissioner Roger Goodell. All right. Yes. So, they dared, you know, why would you have a, a poll asking the public's opinion about Colin Kaepernick? Why would you need that if it was just up to the owners?
4: I mean, it sounds like he had that answer rehearsed because he, he knew that this was going to be uh, questioned many times. A lot of people don't want to answer questions, but Room 5 has declined any interviews. They're going to just say, they said, let their performance speak for them. So, I don't know if they're going to do something special for their halftime performance, but are you guys going to watch just to see?
3: Uh, Are you curious? I'm gonna be watching. The I'm Super watching Bowl, the Super right? Bowl. I am gonna sit here and tell y'all no yeah, lie. I'm ain't the no Super need Bowl. for me to sit here and lie to y'all. You know, Colin Kaepernick is my guy. I'm with Cap all day, uh, but I probably will be watching the Super Bowl.
4: All right, and Sarah Sanders has commented about Donald Trump. Now, she was on the Christian Broadcasting Network, and this is what she said about Donald Trump winning the 2016 election.
0: I think God uh, calls all of us to uh, fill different roles at different times, and I think that um, he wanted Donald Trump to become president, and that's why he's there. And uh, I think he has done a tremendous job in supporting a lot of the things that uh, people of faith really care about.
3: Well, Satan got a kingdom, too. That's the other thing people don't realize. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I remember back in the day when I used to be watching the Source Awards, and my mom who's a devout Jehovah Witness, and she'd hear some of these rappers say, I want to thank God. And she'd be like, did you really thank God blessing them with all that filth that's coming out their mouth? Satan got a kingdom, too. Yeah. And Satan do got a kingdom. And people got free will, and people make choices. Mm-hmm. And then there's Russians. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That can hack elections. So,
2: you
4: know. <laughs> it's a lot of factors. There's
3: a lot of different factors other than God.
2: Okay? My goodness.
4: All right, well, that is your front page news.
2: All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we
3: come back, Killer Mike will be joining us. My brother, my comrade, Killer Mike, man. He's got a new show on Netflix called Trigger Warning. It's a great show, uh, a lot of dope social experiments he does. And um, I just enjoy talking to Killer Mike on and off the air. Yes. My guy right here. I'm going to
4: try to visit his barbershop while I'm out here in Atlanta. Pull
3: up to the swag shop one time. Mm-hmm. Okay, get his shape up. All I right. told him I
4: need <laughs> one. You should see my kitchen.
3: Whoa. Whoa.
4: You don't know what that is?
3: Oh, in the back of That's your the Yes. Yeah, What's yeah, the yeah. woe for? I don't know. I thought about the basement. I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> the what? <laughs> the basement. Kitchen, what is I that? I
3: don't know. That
2: sounds like I should be going to human resources now.
4: <laughs> All right. You should see my basement.
2: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Killer Mike, when we come back, is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. The good brother, my brother, Killer Mike. Killer Mike, what's up, my man, brother? What's up, man? Good morning, Peace, man. For love. Peace. For love. What's up, brother?
3: Envy, good
2: Angela. Good
3: morning. How y'all doing? My favorite people. Man, let me tell you something. I love you, Killer Mike, man. I love no- you back, brother. Nothing makes me uh, feel better
7: than to see you out here shining. 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 <laughs> yeah, i have like five pounds of gold on my neck. So you got your Crippa Cola with you? Yeah, I, I brought Crippa Cola. Look, okay. I, just because, you know, I did it. All right, so people who don't know, I did a TV show, right? So I'm more than just an underground rapper who rose to the top. Trigger warning on Netflix. Trigger warning on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And part of my thing has always been I've seen... White gangs be able to legitimize themselves.
4: The Hells Angels in particular.
7: I, like, I'm a Hells Angels fan, right? Even okay. They don't want to let black people fine in fine at school. Keep it all white club because you guys are gnarly. But <laughs> I'm a fan of them being able to not only secure license, essentially being a multi club, so, social club, because white people do great in America. They figure out a way to, to make a rule and they do it. And then, what they did was they're able to sell merchandise, and they're able to legitimize and say, well, 1% of us are outlaw bikers, mm-hmm. and the other 99% of us, well, we're just dentists that ride on it. Yeah. And even if that's not true, that's a perception. So for me, I've known gang members since I was in the seventh grade. Mm-hmm. I began in my organizing career right along the side of Crips and gang's Disciples. I've seen them do a lot of good in the community to reverse some of the bad they did, and I've seen them essentially be guys who stood around like street fraternities. They smoked joints, they hooked in front of stores, did lightweight trapping, but most Guys went on to become normal, regular guys. But I wanted to show the humanity in these people. So I'm like, all right, how do I help the homies? And I took four homies from Atlanta Nooney, Gayo, Myrtle, and who else? AC. And we taught them that you can have a business or mm-hmm. we convinced them into starting a business. So them and some of the older homies from their neighborhood went into this venture. You know, it's Crippa Cola because soda kills more people than anybody. You know what I mean? My, I can't even drink sodas anymore. I love soda. I'm here drinking water today, right? That's why
4: I was wondering why soda then.
7: <laughs> because soda's a killer and you love it. Every every mm. every Christmas you turn on cola commercials and you never, ever, ever question. Mm-hmm. So we sat with a brother named Sean who had helped brands grow with Coca-Cola and other brands. He just told the brothers, you know, hey, man, what's happened has happened. You guys got to take where you are now and move forward. And because of that, I'm sitting here wearing a Cripple Color shirt <laughs> offering you guys some Cripple Color this morning because okay. I like, whether this lasts short-term or long-term, i like to see in the marketplace something to stand outside of illegality, and i like to see brothers grow themselves.
3: So is it really in stores? No, but it's coming to stores right okay, now. Okay.
7: Right now you're going to be able to go over and get like, merchandise and this online. But, yeah, it's coming kind to of story. I learned so much from that episode. Number one, uh, I never knew Hold that. on, let me take this heavy ass. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's do that. All ah, right, <laughs> <shit. Damn. laughs> yeah, like, That's man. just so you young <laughs> know I ain't f***ed <laughs> up. Now that my <laughs> old man ego is out the way. We know you got it. Jesus that's not it. Hell, you Christ, must broke man. the table. You know why why I a mean?
2: soda company? Because, I mean, you know, I own a soda company, and, and soda is very difficult. It's a billion-dollar business, but it's very hard to get through when Coca-Cola, Pepsi, CNC Cola. Like, it's, it's very
7: difficult. So why... So or where they Well have they the already episode? have a brand in the network. The mm-hmm. Crips have built the brand over the last 50 years that's infallible. Mm-hmm. You know, and you kids know, like when Levi's, when Lil Wayne is hot, Levi's pop up and they have a red band down in the right pocket. And then when Snoop is hot, the same Levi's company puts out one a, a blue and down on the left side. Mm-hmm. That is gratuitously catering toward gaming. That means you have <laughs> built your brand for 50 years. And, and white men who sit behind desks and corporations are wise enough to say, well, let's use this. Right. When are you going to take advantage of what you have built? Absolutely. And, and again, all I'm doing is interjecting. The option and the possibility.
4: And that episode in particular was very interesting because it's all about branding and marketing. Yep. And them going in and discussing, like, even how the Crips was started. Yep. You know, Community
7: exact, revolution and progress.
4: Exactly. And it's, to see how these people reacted, right? These corporate people, these yeah. executives that can look at things like you showed Andrew Jackson on the dollar bill.
7: Yes, and, absolutely.
4: And then well, no, so not, on the $20, $20 bill. bill. Yeah, the $20 bill. And to show that and talk about what it is that he did. Well, that and why we celebrate. Well, what did he
7: did do? He was a slave owner. He was no, no, no. Jackson was beyond a slave owner. He was president, but he is the president that put a bounty on Native American heads. And, yes. and to scalp since, them. The, and since it was easier to scalp them than it was to bring in the whole head of the body, the term scalping. Actually, he probably You have some Native Americans won't even carry a twenty dollar bill. You right. celebrate criminal. We love criminals Amer- in America. America was built on we, crimin- uh, I criminal. I love abuse. a great criminal. fleet. Yeah. y'all, mm-hmm. man, give me one. But we a don't. Great white criminal. Oh man, we love. Come on, tell them, Sonny Barger. <laughs> Scarface Al Capone, yep. but when it comes to us, we, we shun it, we get shy. And I'm just saying, simply take advantage. A banker told me about a month ago, Michael, the numbers man in the bootlegger was important to the black community as the decent store owner and the farmer. Mm. Because all the money, once it went to the bank, went to lending and went to helping people mortgage. If it weren't for some of the numbers man's and the bootleggers, you wouldn't have had some civil rights marches because that extra few hundred, thousand dollars that was needed one coming from legitimate black folk who was okay. You know, so I'm just saying... We don't have to celebrate crime, but you have to understand that every other culture will tell you a story that grandfather when he first... Oh, my grandfather was like, grandfather's never Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he did, did things, but he made sure we were okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That And yeah, yeah, it, it <laughs> sounds all exciting. <laughs> right, right. But, <laughs> right. but you talking about your cousin, oh, man, went to jail again. And they were trying to make sure we was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah so yeah. for me, I'm just saying by any means necessary truly means by any means necessary. Why don't we support
2: each other more? You know, Charlamagne and I were talking behind the scenes early, and it was like without people sometimes it's almost difficult to show them something because right away they're like, nah, that doesn't work or nah, I can't do that or nah, that's not going to happen and I feel like that's a problem in our community.
7: I don't. I don't think that's a problem. I see more people cooperating and working together and attempting to. Mm -hmm. I think that that's the narrative that gets told and that kind of keeps us separate but you come to places like Atlanta, New York, man, I see us working together what I would like to get rid of is the perception that we don't do a good job. Because when other things and other places and other people treat us bad, we make noise about it. If if corrected, we forgive. And sometimes not even if not corrected, we forgive and we continue to support. Mm-hmm. I would like us to do the same thing with one another.
4: Right.
7: You know, I would like us to be more forgiving with one another. I would like for us to understand that it's just not about us. Some days my waitress might have had a bad day. But that doesn't give me a reason never to go back to that restaurant. You know what I mean? My brother who sold me the car, he got me for, a, for an extra $1,000. i am going to sit down and tell him, hey, bro, you got me for the cow. But, you know, I'm going to come back to you, but you got to show love. So I don't follow the narrative that we don't. Because we do. We sitting in this room together, doing it. All right, we got more with Killer Mike when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club.
2: Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Killer
3: Mike in the building. Charlamagne? I want to ask you about your queen, man, because as a black man, that's married to a black woman.
7: Black man married to, unlike some of my critics. I love that. I got (laughs) to use that.
3: What did you think of Nick Cannon's comments that white women are looked at as a success? You you got those? White women are looked at as success because in in
2: America, we see a white woman. I couldn't have you. My daddy Uh couldn't have you. Granddaddy connect. Mm-hmm. So now if I play for the NBA, I want them all. Mm-hmm. That's,
3: yeah. what, that's what they thinking. I think that's an old school mentality. We talk about changing narratives. I don't think that narrative is the same anymore. What do you
7: think? I think it's individual. Some cats see it as insecure, and you look at the way they move, it shows. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Some dudes still do feel like that. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You, and you can see it. Mm-hmm. You know, my thing though know, is Dr. John Henry Clark talked about we're sending our boy off to college, we're sending you to go to get knowledge to come back to make this community better. But not sending you to go court a white woman to bring a white woman back. Mm. And that that that's hard to hear when when everything should be fair and equitable, right? Mm-hmm. But if I was a Jewish parent who was married to the faith and the culture and I said that to my child, even though my child might get angry, I wouldn't get frowned upon because I'm only trying to keep my ethnicity, my ethnicity and my culture, a lot of 10,000-year-old religion. Like I can't let you I can't let you break that because you want to have fun. We somehow feel like a black parent saying that, because I got told don't bring no white girl to my house. And not because my grandparents hated white people just culturally they wanted us to stay attached. Now who you love is who you love and I can't and that's fine. But if you get tiger wooded, don't look for sympathy for me. I'ma laugh at your chump black ass. You know what I mean? Cause you married a babysitter who looked like a soap opera star and you cheated with a bunch of hooters hoes. So, you know, I'm not I don't have no I don't have no affection for you when it goes. I'm just saying I've seen for me when I look at Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, they husband get in trouble, them hoes gone. (laughs) Nene stuck by green.
4: I can't believe you watch
7: Real Housewives. Of <laughs> Let me tell you something. I watch all the Real Housewives. <laughs> real Housewives, <laughs> <in laughs> <in laughs> Pounderball. You know what I'm saying? Hey man, for real. Hey
1: man, but you but you
2: don't get like an Angela Yee, who, whose mom is black and a <laughs> uh, uh, daddy. Chinese, I'm not you know i mean? saying,
7: I'm not saying you don't get that. I'm not saying that's not great he for '90s videos. What I'm saying is Angela Yee just identify as black. That's that's a different mentality from we all should be treated fair. The, the world should be a lot of things. And I feel the same way we was having this conversation. It's not prejudice. I have a preference. I would love for
3: my daughters to bring home a black man, oh, man. especially because of the dismantling of the black family that has happened historically.
7: Oh, man. But Come does it on feel on,
4: weird man. when you send your kids to school and there's barely any black kids? Who told me? Oh my they-
7: kid go to public. My kid go to school with negros. Well, no. For, like <laughs> I know
4: Charlamagne and Envy, their kids are black, but they yeah. go to school around yes. all white kids. And so kind of like where are they meeting other black people?
3: Well they meet other black people at home. They meet other black people amongst their friends, <laughs> amongst our family. And like it brings me great joy to see my, my ten year old doing her own research on Nelson Mandela. She's doing her own research on Harriet Tubman. She got enough play aunties and real aunties Absolutely. to keep her because I remember
4: black. from myself growing up, I went to public school, right, in, in Brooklyn, in Flatbush, until sixth grade. And then I went to private school in seventh grade. And my school is in the news right now because of how racist. It is there. And I left in ninth grade because I was like, this is too racist. I can't take it anymore. There wasn't enough black people. And they didn't understand what it was. I was living in a black neighborhood, going to a school far away, you know, at the end of Brooklyn, all white people and then coming back home. And it was
7: minority to majority program. It was
4: very difficult for me just because of the way they would talk about black people. They would write things like N-words, go home. In the locker room and yeah,
7: they didn't write anywhere, they wrote <laughs> I'd the E-R. like it's everybody to E-R. say E-R. that word too when you go home at uh, night by yourself, like because no. the Jefferson said it and all the fact, like the word is <laughs> nigger with the er not The A-S, yeah, time like stop. Like, did anybody seen that clip with Nikki Giovanni? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, you've seen so you guys seen that. What did you know? Did you see the long one or just the short one? Short one, what she said, if it was the same of one, it was the same one. Yeah, she said you go to work, of you lie to that cracker. Yeah, why you think she was so empowered to say that word because it was self reliant. They had their own communities. Mm. We weren't that far out of uh, of segregation, so the black community was still one that was a whole. They didn't have to goddamn go copy and ply to nobody. They didn't have to say N-word. The word is (laughs) good. We co-opted that word for the betterment of good, and we can say it, and you can't. ain't going to say no silly (laughs) the N-word. If my wife chooses to say, bitch, that's her choice as a woman because she's endured what it takes. Mm. When Dick Gregory said it too many times around her, she said, You said that again, I'm gonna push your old ass down. <laughs> and guess what he told her? He said, Well, you ain't no bitch. Ain't. She said, Try me. And <laughs> he never said bitch around <laughs> again. You get what I'm saying? I tell people all the time, my wife, sister, God bless. You, let me tell my sister in law, I'm sorry, sister in law, I love you. I was talking about us sending our children to suburban schools. And I think I offended my sister in law, but I love her. I'm so sorry for it. Brilliant little boy go to a white school, you know, you get some of the riffs sometimes. But what I like to tell black people is I honestly, in my heart of hearts, Angela, feel like in places that are hostile toward black people, you should not send your children to school with white children until they're 13 years old. Mm. I went to a school named the Collier Heights Elementary School. You guys Google Collier Heights. It's a nationally recognized neighborhood that was black people gentrified this neighborhood from poor white people. This school was a great school because rich black people lived in my neighborhood, too. So I was able afforded a great, a great education. I then went on to Frederick Douglass High School. Frederick Douglass was the greatest abolitionist of the 19th century, most photographed person of the 19th century. So I go to Frederick Douglass High School. Our rival is Benjamin E. Mays High School. Former president of uh, Morehouse College. We also have George Washington High- Carver High School. President King and his—I mean, um, George, I mean, Martin Luther King also went to um, Booker T. Washington High School. So, seventy percent of the schools in Atlanta named for black educators and emancipators. I don't care if I was a C student. I had a sense of pride mm-hmm. that most black children didn't have because they were not in a circle of pride. The community was black. My teachers were black. They taught me some imaginary group of white kids I was competing with out there in the <laughs> suburbs, and we had to do better, so they gave me purpose. So by the time I met white children, I was an equal. Right. You can't tell me my skin looked like poo. Word up. Why your skin looked like bird poo? What you talking about, lying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was already prepared, I went, but what what I wasn't was unconfident. So and look, and I'm, and I'm just saying, one. to that's areas where one, we hostile at. That's, see, that's a tough he, one, though. No, that's not a tough one. I'm going to tell you why. Why? Because, right?
2: I'm from a place, Queens Village, where we had the first metal detectors on high school, right? So my parents made the option of not putting me in that high school, my zone school, which was Andrew Jackson, and put me in a school called St. Francis Prep, right? St. Francis Prep had to take three, four buses to get to school, but the education was way better than the education that was at Andrew Jackson. Not only was the education better, it gave me better opportunities by putting that school on my application. It gave me an advantage of most students, not just black students, black students, white students, Asian students, all those students. So they gave me that opportunity coming from Queens Village, coming from Queens, so for my kids, who I have five, I have my daughter in a private school who goes probably one of the top private schools in New Jersey, but she's already taking college courses on, on top of her, what she does. It's no longer 30, 40 kids per class. It's eight kids per class, and her education is like no other. My son is a little different because my son goes to a private school, but he's, he's in the hood doing other things. He's playing football in Newark. He's playing basketball in Newark, so he gets that. But that education that he gets... In those schools is unlike anything that I ever got in my life, which gives them that advantage. Killer that, Mike? That most kids don't get.
3: Killer Mike, would you like to retort? Matter uh, of fact. Hold up. Yeah,
2: we'll do it when we come back. Yes. I, Killer Mike is here. We're having a nice conversation. Right? A brotherly conversation. Yes. All right, we'll do that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ N V Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We
3: are The Breakfast Club. Killer Mike is here. Now, Killer Mike, when we went to break, we was
7: having a lively discussion about private school versus public school. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Well, first I said, mm-hmm. if you're in an area where your children are being treated hostile, you are rich, you got white folks' money. So you are not going to endure the same host- the hostilities that a working-class black parent is who's living in Sumter... Who's living in Atlanta I know my or whatever? It's been hostile. It's been I did not say area. call being and when hostile. your dad got a Ferrari. Just don't hurt as much. It's been, it's been, it's you been know been what hostile. I'm saying? Like, like, no, 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 no. I'm very serious. No, for that just to me, you always get in a good for argument, them, but, and you cannot take that away. And, and my question becomes this: With all the great education you got, you turned out to be a DJ and a real estate investor. You didn't have an to go to college. Not a DJ, an entrepreneur, bro. Entreprene- I'm not dissing DJs. Oh, I'm, a I I, I'm a part of hip hop. I'm an MC, I'm just a rapper. I can call myself entrepreneur too, and I am, mm-hmm. right? We both got millions of dollars of property. We both do cool mm-hmm. shit, but we make our money singling and dancing. What I was getting to on a grander level is if you can't send your children to Woodward, if you can't send your children to Saint, wherever, I'm going to send my youngest daughter, um, hopefully, to Pidea, just so she gets some inclusion because she' little too black for so I me. Mean, she' a little Chuck D's. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, she scare me sometimes. <laughs> I'm saying to put confident children in the world. See, cause we always love that cop out of, hey man, you know, we sent my children there for a better education, but the same be telling me how much they paid for college. Your children ain't rewarding that by scholarshipping. You not you after you after you do them years, you're not directing your children to Howard, not you. Mm-hmm. Then you doing some further chunk. You done tell them in, in, in out of, for five, six years, you done been called a You done got a twisted word. You, oh, it's a great education. The education don't even teach you as Egypt is in Africa. Don't teach you to be proud of nothing about yourself. It just teaches you how to take tests well and how to participate and coordinate according to the system and the way they teach you. And you never thought, God damn, I could start my own Montessori, Montessori school yeah, the schools seem better because you buying into that. Why are we not starting our own academies and supporting them? Why are we not supporting historically black colleges and universities? That's where our heroes went. You understand what I'm saying? I don't have no problems with you loving your children, but my children go to public school because I pay taxes in public schools and they name for black people. And either you're going to choose to be excellent and you're going to do better, or you're going to sit your chump ass down and you're going to keep being the same shit over and over, but you can't complain and say that greatness wasn't given to you. If you walk in a school named for Frederick Douglass High School and you do not have the initiative, you do not have the initiative as a parent or the student to walk up and step up to that greatness, but you would do it at St. Pius, man, you're a chump. That's why we're just no, no, not talking about you. See, so you can sit here and say the chuck all day long, not right? I'm not, you you like no, again, I'm, I'm not talking about you. I'm telling you, light I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about working-class people. I'm talking again but it's, it's about working-class people.
2: Public school teachers are not getting paid, are overworked, and some of them are not putting the effort out because there's some of them are the worst teachers in the country. I don't agree. I'm here to defend teachers. You agree. are full of i too. My mom is
7: a public school teacher. yeah, yeah. You full of every. My mom, my mom said, been a public school
4: teacher for 30 years. Some DJs, what? You put, not one of them. Don't put of nah, in my here mouth. That, that's I
7: wrong. Said, that's to, to throw teachers, teachers under the bus nope. is wrong. Nope. You said, are wrong. Yeah, you can't throw public yeah, You words. are wrong.
2: You're not going to put words in my mouth. I said, some public school teachers are there and they don't give it all. And some of them don't have the tools that the same schools that other schools have. Don't put words in my mouth. I don't put words in yours. And that's what I'm
0: saying.
7: Hold on.
2: So when it comes to, no, I'm not mad. i let you. Speak. I let you give you a spiel. Me when, and he always had his arguments.
7: When I get my spiel, oh, he's mad. No, I'm just speaking the facts. What I'm saying is, in spite of all the education you got, your dream and your pursuit and your belief in the kid that you met when you told the story about meeting, um, meeting Clue. That's what brought you here. What brought you here is your own self invention, your own curiosity, your own mind. And the school, that's what it should be. I'm not sending my youngest daughter potentially to Padilla because it's a white school. I'm sending her because they actually go outside. Mm. Mm -hmm. And they think art is important as science. You get what I'm saying? Now, if that's the argument you're saying to me, that's fine. But if you're going to simply tell me there's a great business curriculum there, I'm going to retort to say at George Washington Carver High School in Atlanta, they have a dry cleaning program. They have a T-shirt printing program. They have auto mechanics. I learned aviation. I learned how to fly and aviation mechanics at at George High School. Mm. So my, my question just becomes... What are we allowing public schools to be? Now that we've had our, our mandatory Lysenko mm-hmm. argument, what what are we going? Because you still pay taxes publicly. What are we mm-hmm. going to do to ensure the children of the working class get what our children have—the confidence that they need to be successful? See, and that this, ain't taught this in this, school. And see, this, see, this is the thing. If you got that, the right kind of teachers. Yeah, if you got the right kind of teachers, but most of that yeah.
3: pride and that confidence is instilled. See, see
2: what, see, what you said, and what I'm trying to explain is what you said is—is is they teach aviation, they teach, you know, mechanics, they teach. Uh, Nursing, and they teach great jobs. But in these other schools, they teach you how to be billionaires. How many we of those need, kids need, are going to go on we need to be become millionaires? Millionaires. Uh, a lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them are, uh, are turning millionaires. What's to be a lot? Give me a solid number. I don't know percentages. Because most people are not going Let me tell this story out there in the real world with the fantasy that they're never going to get to where this much gold and, and, nursing
7: and uh, most people is are not different. going to be millionaires. They're and millionaires. how to be millionaires. Oh, y'all can't talk over each other. Most people. Yeah, that's you being rude to a guest, Envy. Most people are not going to be millionaires. So what I'm saying is most schools are going to teach you to take a test. I'm just simply saying, maybe public schools should be more reflective of the private schools that rich people like Envy and others send their children to. See, I'm, ne- I'm never saying that you loving your children if you can afford to send your children to private school like something. But we must stop the mentality that is better than what you already have. I feel, yeah. you, I feel what you're saying. What you have is enough. What you have, if you have genuine curiosity... And the encouragement to do better, it's enough. You're and gonna and, be one
3: and, who and made. for the record, Envy and Killer Mike are not arguing. They are intensely engaging and sharing ideas. Absolutely. And I love that. It'll How this, do we turn it into an episode of Trigger Wars? But see, this, the this, only... This, oh, this, I this, want that just oh, oh,
4: want to... And since I brought the whole school thing up, I just want to say the reason I was saying oh, that was because, you know, I begged my parents to take me out of private school. That's all I was saying. And I did get to leave in ninth grade because I couldn't take it. But they did send me back my senior year just because I was messing up. You were ratchet
7: with your hood rat free. Yeah, I was. Yeah.
4: But it was just difficult for me, like being around, you know, coming from an environment where all I knew, I didn't even know any white people except a couple of my teachers until I went to private school. And then I went to private school and it was a hostile environment for me. So I did end up leaving and coming back. And so I understand the point of it was where I was from and my neighborhood. It's not like we have money. Like no one was coming to my house. None of those white kids were allowed to come there. That's just what it was for me. So I got out of there, you know, went to public school. Shout out to Columbia High School and then <laughs> ended up going back.
2: See The whole the whole goal and, and what, I, what I'm trying to say is we have to do more than just your normal stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's why I do the seminar stuff. And that's why I try to teach these kids about. And that's why I push so much my cars, my jewelry and everything. Because, see, what most kids see and even what i seen as a kid was you see the local drug dealers and you think, you want to be them.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And what I try to teach these kids is, and, and try to show these kids is you can have just as much as that drug dealer or more. And more. You don't have to rap. You don't have to play basketball. You don't have to sell drugs. There's so many different things that you can do. And that's why I really try. That's why even when you said DJ and I said entrepreneurs, because I want these kids to know that you ain't got to do
7: music. But you can still have a love for music, man. I love us, you know what I mean, and I I love what you guys bring to the culture. We're saying the same thing. Right. We just, you know, he took it a little personal on private school, but I love private school. My right. daughter be there next year. But, but I love envy. I want you to know that I love you. I love you. you. Y'all are love saying the exact 10, same, 10 same thing. You, know, like, right. you
3: just it. from a beige perspective. He from a dark skin perspective. Up, shut up. Up. I
2: just sh- sh- want to say one thing, and and, and this is what I want <laughs> to do. But I, I love reading. you. I love you back. My G. You know, um But And this is and this is the thing that we gotta teach these kids. I told my son, you I want you to be whatever you wanna be. Right. Yeah. If you wanna be a garbage man, that's fine. Sanitation worker. Sanitation worker. I said, but we're gonna do it differently. Yeah. We're gonna see how we're gonna own three trucks and, and, and then you own mm-hmm. a company. And that's and that's what I wanna teach our kids. That's I what I wanna it. teach our minorities. Think outside of that proudest box.
7: moment of my last two months, Pony Boy, my sixteen year old. Mm-hmm. He used to wanna play football. He was a good football player. Uh-huh. Some health stuff caused him not to be able to play. Mm-hmm. I said, man, so what you wanna do? And he says Honestly, man, I just, I don't want to go to college. I want to get right into figuring out a trade, building something. He said, because I see what you and my mantu are doing with real estate. Honestly, man, I just want to get rich. Right. Fast as I possibly, and I felt so good because at his age, I was selling cocaine. Mm. That's no place for a child to be. I don't want that for our children, and the only way that happens is if we start to be raising confident children. Killer Mike. We I love you, love you, my brother. And I just, just want to say this though before we leave. Oh, you going tell him you love
5: him. just
2: motivated me. And I just want to say he'll never want to tell me love. Sem- no, no, I'm doing a seminar in Atlantic City, and, I'll, and I and I want 25 students to come. I'll pay for you. I'll pay for anything that you need to go to Atlantic City. There you go. And I'll pay for it. You just gotta have some good grades.
0: Public school, how public how school, how how no! Damn it, ch- C, B, That
2: shows me oh. o- that they doing good. That they working. C, B, and
7: A. I work with y'all. I C-B-a. ain't say no A+. C, okay. B, and C B A. You got to show me that they going to school. <laughs> go light-skinned a lot of different ways on y'all. talk about credit. talk about good grades. talk about 2 pair household. talking that light-skinned them D kids might college. need it. I try yeah. to do something nice. I said, uh, I'll Them D kids yeah, might but, need that. If they go into school, I got them. I, 25 I, kids, I'll
2: pay yes. for it. C gra- students included. C
3: students yeah. included. Because okay. I graduated from night school. I was a C student. so I, I didn't so, go to college. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. And I, they gave me an opportunity when I was 18. You the like radio Kevin Hart- so <laughs> I'm not paying for you to go, though. I'm just
2: saying. 25, just email breakfastclubam at gmail.com. The first 25 people, I will I will pay for you to go to the seminar. Because I want you guys to learn. I
6: sincerely
3: love and respect you. Love you, Killer Mike. Love We'll Killer Mike, later. I love you, my brother. Thank you. Finally, for the, I'm fir- gonna come by the we first we got Envy's first beige rage of the year. Nick, you know the add to add the beige rage of It's on me. It's on
4: me. It's on me. Okay. All right. <laughs> we got
3: to do a whole compilation of these scenes Envy. of MV getting
4: Envy, Envy. getting <laughs> passionate. I <laughs> can think of six instances off the top of and my is, head. It is
2: The Breakfast Club and Killer Mike. Thank you, Killer Mike. I love you. Peace.
4: And Killer Envy. Every other night, another movie
6: can man too on All too right.
2: Cold. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy Angela Yee. Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Shout out to Killer Mike for joining us this morning. My yes. man, Killer Mike, uh, go
4: watch...
3: Everybody's
4: calm.
2: Well, you know, and yeah, we, uh, we NBA,
3: NBA, NBA NBA good. NBA got triggered, you know, but that's why Killer Mike is the host of a show called Trigger Warning on Netflix. Yeah. He knows how to trigger people.
4: Uh, you know,
2: Killer Mike and I speak about real estate all the time, and we have these conversations, but we all have the same goal, that's to educate the youth and educate our but community. But neither
3: one of y'all were wrong, you no. know what I'm saying? It's, Just had two different opinions. That's all. You, uh, right. uh, and you're not against public school, no. and Killer Mike's not against private school. Killer Mike was just simply saying that there are some public schools that are just as good as private schools, and you were saying that some private schools are great because of the curriculum that they have, and it has nothing to do with, you know, wanting to keep your kids away from Negroes. Correct. That's so, all. All right. Well, let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Cardi B. It's
1: time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club.
4: Well, since we're talking about Killer Mike and his Netflix show, let's talk about let's talk about another Netflix show that's coming soon. Now, Cardi B got emotional when she was discussing the show that's going to be coming out in the fall, Rhythm and Flow. She went on social media after a day on set and got emotional talking about cutting some of the contestants loose. Now, the show is going to have several rappers on there that are going to judge these art- artists that are trying to make it big. Uh, Cardi B's on there, T.I., Chance the Rapper. And here's what Cardi B had to say about her original goal as far as doing the show and what she feels like now.
0: Today has been one of the hardest days in filming. And, you know, when I did this show, you know, I was in it for the buddy. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I can't believe I'm getting so emotional of this show. And, you know, the connection that we build in with the contestants, it, it, it's, it's very hard. And I just want to say I'm proud of everybody. <laughs> That's so f- he said, like, y'all got to case the up.
3: Yeah, because you got to think, Cardi uh, was an artist who was on the come up, so she understands, you know, what it, what it means to be on the grind and finally get that break. So she's watching all of these kids trying to get the same thing. So, of course, you're going to have some type of emotional connection with them. And when you got to send them home, oh, that's got to be heartbreaking.
4: And it's hard when you have all these talented artists and you don't want to send any of them home, but you exactly. have to pick and choose and make those decisions. And, you know, it's heartbreaking for them to get sent home. Yes. You
3: I can to see the show. You kind of got to be a real cold-hearted person to, like, be a judge on that show.
4: Right. Oh, that would but- be perfect
3: for you. <laughs> you know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. That would be good for me. But I have empathy now. My, my therapist is teaching me Get a little better. Get a little better. I hope you're so, are work man. in progress. But All right, well, let's see what you no. have to
4: say about this. Let's talk about Takashi69. Now, three Don't of his worry. associates just got uh, federal indictments, according to law enforcement sources. And they are saying that Takashi actually told on one of them for the Chief Keefe shooting. Now, according to law enforcement sources, Kuda B was indicted right after Takashi spoke with investigators and said he was the man that shot at Chief Keefe last June in Times Square. According to these sources, he was allegedly paid $10,000 to shoot Chief Keefe, and um, that's what's happening. So, right now, Kuda B has not been apprehended, he's not in custody yet. But the other two people, Anthony Ellison, is in custody for allegedly kidnapping and assaulting Takashi Six Nine, and the third person, Denar Butler, uh, was arrested by the ATF on Wednesday. So they are expected to appear in court later on, actually today.
3: So what 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 is what is my opinion on this? Nobody asked you, but go ahead. What is your opinion?
4: <laughs> we we know you want to give it.
3: Didn't we all see this coming? You you thought Takashi Six Nine wasn't going eventually turn informant? I mean, not after you kidnap me, you kidnap me and rob me. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to protect you. But either way, he's still turning informant. He's still telling. Yeah, it man. doesn't matter. Was- like, what do you think he wasn't?
4: All <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> Nick Mill commented on this was- on social media. He said, "That's a shame." When I came home, everybody was like, "He got some real dudes backing him." I was like, "How? Y'all better stop running behind rappers, acting like y'all ready to throw your lives away over some stupid ish." I seen this coming a while ago. Who
3: didn't see this coming? Like Takashi, you was Takashi. 20-something years old. He had to spend the holidays in uh, in jail. And yep. now they're talking about giving him for the rest of his life. Man, please. Yeah. What did, you, what did, you th- what did y'all think he was going to do?
4: Well, we'll see what happens because according to XXL, they're saying that Takashi is reportedly going to testify against one of his associates. Well, I
3: hope they record it. That should, sound, that should be amazing. He's a good speaker. That should. He speak- said should. Okay. Yes.
4: And Speaking of recording, let's talk about Apple. Now, a Houston attorney is suing Apple because of that FaceTime bug. Remember I was telling you how you could eavesdrop on people's conversations, all you had to do? And they got rid of that um, whole group FaceTime was uh, call that person on FaceTime and then while that phone was ringing, actually put yourself on the call too? Well, now they're saying, according to attorney Larry Williams II, the glitch caused his iPhone to listen in while he was taking sworn testimony during a client deposition. So now he's suing because it intrudes on the privacy of one's most intimate conversations without consent mm. in that lawsuit. We'll see what happens.
5: Mm-mm-mm.
4: All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report.
2: We trending, guys. We trending. Why?
4: Kill a mic. Kill a mic. Is I don't have
2: Twitter no more. What's, what's the trend? trending. We trending. Before, well, the, you know, the, the dialogue and conversation with Killer Mike. What's
3: trending, though? What, oh, what? DJ Envy. Okay, what else?
2: Uh, the Breakfast Club. Okay. I don't see Killer Mike trending. Let me double check. Hey, right, we trending. All right. All right,
3: well, Shalom. Another day at the office. What are you giving that down to? Uh, I need Sarah Huckabee Sanders to come to the front of the congregation. <laughs> I was I was trying to get one of my pastor friends on the phone. I was, I reached out to my man Stephen Furtick and uh, Carl Lynch, John Gray. I don't want to bother Bishop T.D. Jakes. He's too rich to be calling this time of morning. But uh, they none of them re- responded. It is early. So I guess I'm just going to have to let God work through me on this one. But I want to have a conversation with Sarah Huckabee Sanders about uh, free will in God. All right. Yes. Let's get to that next.
2: Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: Hey, Charlemagne, say the gang donkey of
2: the day. You
3: are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day does not discriminate.
7: I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day.
3: So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey man, hit me with the E-Haw. Uh, Yeah, Yes, the breakfast club bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? I'm just going to let God use me this morning, okay? Donkey to today for Thursday, January 31st goes the White House Press Secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Now I'm not a man of the cloth. I'm not a religious person. I'm a spiritual person, but I love a good word. I love God, okay? I have so many pastor friends. I was with one this past Sunday. My guy, Pastor Carl Lentz of Hillsong. I spoke at Hillsong this past Sunday. Drop on the Clues bombs for Hillsong, okay? Uh, I feel just like, you know, you have to have a doctor, a dentist, a therapist, dermatologist. You have to have those spiritual leaders as a part of your tribe. That mental, physical, wellness squad has to have spiritual leaders. So I'm saying all that to say I love God. He is the director in light of my life. So when I heard Sarah Sanders on the Christian Broadcasting Network speaking about Donald Trump and God, it got my attention because Sarah Sanders said she believes God wanted President Donald Trump to win the 2016 election. Let's hear it.
0: I think God uh, calls all of us to uh, fill different roles at different times. And I think that um, he wanted Donald Trump to become president, and that's why he's there. And uh, I think he has done a tremendous job in supporting a lot of the things that uh, people of faith really care about.
3: You know, uh, we live in a world that is marred by sin, so difficulties and disappointments abound across our path. It just happens. All right. This is why we ask God for discernment, so we can begin to understand why God allowed something to occur. I feel that God gave us free will. And when you have free will, you make choices. Sometimes you submit to the God in you. Sometimes you submit to the devil in you. Either way, it's your choice. So even though it's all God, everything, a person can still submit their will to Satan and make poor choices. Now, when you make poor choices, when you submit your will to the devil, God can redeem the situation and bring benefits to your life as a result of the suffering you are enduring because of your... Keyword, your poor choices. That's why I feel people give credit to God for the bad things that occur. That's what Sarah Sanders is doing by saying God wanted Donald Trump to be president. I don't believe that. I believe human beings in America made a choice. And now that the choice has been made, we are forced to view this bad thing as a good thing in disguise because this is a discipline that most of us who are spiritually mature have. Now, Sarah, if there's any confusion about what I'm saying, then I need you to know that God told me to tell you He had absolutely nothing to do with the outcome of America's election. All right? America made a choice, and so did the Russians. None of those people consulted God about a damn thing. All right? He told me to tell you that, Sarah Sanders, just like that. Nobody on Team Trump consulted with God about a devil damn thing. Now, is God in this equation? Of course he is, because he uses situations like this to help us understand more about Jesus. All right? Jesus showed us the right way to respond to suffering. Now, let me be clear. I don't believe in white Jesus. Jesus. All right. But the story of white Jesus is a good one. Okay, you can learn from the story of white Jesus because he showed us the right way to respond to suffering. Because, like I said, it's ways for God to turn this bad thing. All right. This bad thing that you see it's a a way for God to turn this bad thing into a good thing. See, God could be using this Donald Trump situation to produce humility in America. Maybe God wants Americans to have better character qualities. Maybe better character qualities can be developed because of this situation. Romans 8:29. Your heavenly father wants you to be conformed to the image of his son, meaning the Lord gives you grace to respond to each circumstance just like Jesus would respond. He wants us to develop godly character, okay? America doesn't have that. All right, if we saw the God in ourselves and we realized God was in everything, then we would truly do unto others as we would have them do unto us. We don't do that in America, but God could be using this Donald Trump situation to get us to that. But God did not want Donald Trump to be president. That was our free will, and we made a choice, and so did the Russians. Now, in this situation, God's loving discipline to correct us, yes, America can learn a lot from this because the worst of our country is on full display. Everything we historically hate about this country has been heightened, and we have to realize the error in our ways. So, yes, I do believe that this situation is God's loving discipline to correct us all, but God didn't want Donald Trump to be president. No, i tell you something else. This could be preparation for future leadership. Since Donald Trump has been president, we have seen so many leaders rise up in all walks of life. Look how women, especially how women of color, have taken control. Salute to the kids who have become activists because they realize the injustices in America. See, just like this administration has shown us the worst of this country, it's also brought out the best in this country. So yes, often when you are suffering, it's preparing to fulfill You know your destiny to be a great leader. When you have been betrayed and abused, you learn firsthand the value of justice and mercy. And these benefits, along with many others, are part of God's plan to prepare people for leadership. So God is allowing America's suffering to prepare for future leadership. That's what I think. But don't listen to me, okay? I'm just a man who doesn't fart in his clothes. Especially when it's this cold out, because I don't know if you know or not, farts freeze. They do. And when farts freeze, we can see the frozen fart on the back of your pants. But that's neither here nor there. Sarah Sanders, the moral of the story is, God had nothing to do with Donald Trump actually becoming president. God did not want Donald Trump to be president. God gave people a free will so that we could make our own choices. Period. Please let Remy Ma give Sarah Huckabee Sanders the biggest hee-haw.
0: Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker! are you? dumb
3: free will all right and the russians
0: amen
3: all right mm. well thank you for that donkey today god works through me that's all i can tell you
2: all right but don't you want to just fart outside the cold to see oh, if you can really gosh. see it? don't you just want to try it
3: one time i don't fart in my
2: clothes i don't clothes, know if
4: it's cold enough there for
3: that if you're down to do this social experiment i will go buy you some beans uh what makes what makes you gassy envy milk product. Cheese. Hey, Sim Sima. Sim, come. I need you to go get me a big cup of milk. Envy's <laughs> going to drink it. Don't drink milk. That's we're, disgusting. We're going to go outside and do a, a fart freezing experiment, <laughs> if it's God's will. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for that donkey today. day. Up next, ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit Yee right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.
1: The Breakfast
2: Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this?
0: Layla from Georgia.
2: Hey, Layla from Georgia. What's your question for Yeezy?
0: I want to know if I should follow my gut feeling about my husband possibly cheating mm-hmm. and confront him, oh. or if I should just let it be because he is taking care of home.
4: Ooh, girl, Layla. Now, mm-hmm. what, tell me why you have this gut feeling.
0: You know, we have these gut feelings. It's like, it's just, you know, I've been with him for years. Mm-hmm. We have kids, so the things that he do when he's not around and... I'm nosy. They say don't go looking for things. You might find things you don't want to see. So I caught some text messages. He brushed it off. It was nothing. But my gut feeling is still there.
4: What were the text messages that he brushed off that was nothing? Girl, you really want to know? Yes, I really want to (laughs) know.
0: Well, one of them said that they missed him and they couldn't wait for him to come
4: back. Okay.
3: Clearly talking about prayer service. This is just... This is disgusting.
4: <laughs> Go ahead, Layla. What else? Come on. They and were praying. One them, sure.
0: One of them said, um, oh, you want me to relive this? Jesus.
4: No, if, if this is them, clear that you can't brush off something that bothers you. So tell me what it is. What did it say?
0: One of them said that they loved the way that, you know, he did certain things. And, okay. So,
4: And how did he respond? Well, he said it
0: was nothing. And it was just that. And...
4: Okay, but so Layla, you know first, on. let's come to terms with the fact that it's not a gut feeling that he was cheating. He did cheat.
0: You
3: don't know what she ate, ye. Ask her what she ate first. It Layla. Could, could be gas.
4: Layla. Yeah. Come to terms with this yourself. Your husband did cheat on you, right? Okay. It's not just a feeling. You've seen the evidence. That
0: was just that one time. Stop being white men, Layla. Feeling there may be war. He's not black,
4: Yee. And now, Layla, did he admit. Shut up, Charlamagne. <laughs> did he admit that he was wrong? Did he acknowledge that he cheated?
0: Yes, which is why I feel like I don't know if I should continue to just, if I should just leave it
4: alone or if I should just. What is he doing differently now to show you that he's not cheating?
0: He's paying more attention to me. He's being around more, but I just, I don't know if it's because I don't have full trust in him completely.
4: And and Layla, honestly, it's very hard to build that trust back up again. It takes forever for someone to earn your trust and only a second for someone to destroy that. And now he has to rebuild that trust. But I do feel like if you have any questions or concerns or any feelings, you definitely need to communicate that to him okay thank you and if you don't know what's going on you don't have to accuse him of things but you have to let him know how you feel because if you feel this way as a man that wants to be with you he should want you to feel better and ask you what is it that you need me to do for us to get past this he needs to work on this with you you can't work on this by yourself
0: that makes sense can you find
3: out if her husband is uh, Caucasian he's black he's not black how do
4: you know he's black
3: he's Caucasian
4: is he he a, a black man
0: Yes, he's African-American. And I don't believe you.
4: Charlamagne thinks that black men don't cheat, but that's not true. I don't think. I know. Well, he cheated and he admitted it.
3: Never
1: heard of it.
4: And look, uh, I hate that you had to find this out, but clearly you knew something was going on and your instincts kicked in and we got to trust ourselves and our instincts. But I do believe if you want things to get better, you can't just suffer alone. You have to talk to him about it. And he has to be willing to understand that he has to do whatever it takes for you to feel comfortable. Thank
0: you. That does make sense.
4: All right, Layla, I hope everything works out for you. But open your mouth and speak up when you feel like things aren't right.
0: Thank you so much. And yes, Charlamagne, black man does cheat. Hey, hey! <laughs> My goodness. I'm well, going to get that on long. a T-shirt,
4: Layla. Yes, black man does cheat. What is no, this? They they does <laughs> I'm getting that T-shirt. They
2: does don't. My God. <laughs> they does don't. They does don't.
4: <laughs> they
0: does do <don't. laughs>
2: All right. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, call an now. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello. Who's this? Hey, this is Jonathan. What's up, Jonathan? What's,
6: what's up? What's your question for Yee? Uh, my question is, how do I get over unrequited or one-sided love?
4: So, was it somebody you used to date and now they don't like you anymore? Or somebody that just never, anything's happened?
6: So it's somebody I fell in love with during my freshman year of college about six, seven years ago. And um, um, she never, she just completely rejected me after I told her how I felt. Mm -hmm. I just want to know how, I mean, every night I have dreams about her and things like that. And she's getting married and, you know, getting pregnant, things like that. And I just, I I want to know how to get over it.
4: Oh, man. Listen, the only thing that can heal that for you is time. And I would recommend that if there's any type of places, like, do you follow her on social media and still keep in contact with her?
6: No, I don't. I try to delete those, those, um, her accounts.
4: Yeah, you definitely have to erase all of that. And, you know, every day it should feel a little bit better, but you have to make sure that you stay busy. I think that's important, too. You know, make sure that you are involved in activities, do things that make you happy. Make sure you force yourself to go out with friends. And time is the only thing that's going to help you with that there's nothing else you could do about it and don't go looking on her social media pages don't text her don't just anytime you have that urge do something else
6: okay thanks angela and uh shout out to charlamagne the god and uh, dj envy thanks guys Peace, girl, Thank peace. you. We appreciate it you. not so sad. It definitely you sounds sad. Right?
2: All right, ask Ye 800-585-1051 if you got a question for Yee, you could call her now. Now we got rumors on the way.
4: Yes, let's talk about a new clothing line. What Mega Superstar has a clothing line out and people are really criticizing it.
2: Okay, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne tha God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout to Killer Mike for joining us this morning. We were talking about a, a a real estate seminar that I'm doing in Atlantic City. Yes. And uh, we don't need any more emails. We got 20. We got more than 25 emails. Like I said, I'm going to pay for 25. 25- you, may, uh, you, entry.
3: You, you need to be clear about this and let everybody know exactly what your stipulations
2: are. I'm going to are. pay for
3: 25 students
2: uh, free entrance into my seminar. Free what entrance. What about
4: hotel, transportation, and food?
2: Are you listening? <laughs> I said 25 <laughs> students free entrance into
3: the seminar. Well, you didn't make that clear in the Killer well, Mike interview. Well, I'm making it anymore. clear now. Well, Do you hear me? That Killer Mike Hello? interview already on YouTube. Nah, well, that Killer nah, Mike interview about to go viral and you said, I'll pay for everybody, 25 people to go to college. That's I heard. <laughs> you you heard That's what I heard. Oh,
2: something. No, you said you're pivoting
4: private school.
2: No, I heard you're going to buy their homes. Oh, no, I'm about it. No, I said, entry to the seminar.
4: 25. 25 houses paid for by DJ. You ain't
3: even catching he stopped When you said he going to buy his home, maybe he was like, ah, I might. (laughs) Nope.
2: No, 25 students uh, to go to the seminar.
4: 2,500 students paid for you by DJM. You
2: better stop it. You better stop it. Well, let's get to these damn rumors. What are we talking about? A new artist, clothing line.
4: Listen up. It's
1: just in. All the gossip. gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee.
4: It's the rumor report. The
1: Breakfast Club.
4: Well, Justin Bieber has put out his own clothing line. It's called Drew House. It's casual wear. Now, the most um, cheapest item is $48. The most expensive is $148. He has a bunch of corduroy pieces, T-shirts, and things like that. It's uh, uh, pretty much basics, but a lot of people are saying it reminds them of Yeezy's fashions. If you have Revolt TV, you can see what those clothes look like. What do you think?
3: Yeah. Damn. Uh, I mean, that bum look is in, though. (laughs) Like, yeah, we like, call it like, basic like that. I guess it's oh, whatever. The basic broke bum look is in. I mean, you know, just be as regular as possible, I guess. It's cool.
4: All right, you now know let's know. talk about Ariana Grande. This is a nightmare. Imagine you get a tattoo in a different language and you think it says something in Japanese, but it actually says something else.
0: <laughs>
4: now, Ariana Grande thought that her tattoo said seven rings. That's what she thought the character said, but it actually said uh, something like shichirin, which is a Japanese-style barbecue. So it says barbecue? That's yeah, funny. Ja- yeah, it says barbecue. Well, so. What's funny. it called? Shichirin. I don't even know, what, but it's a barbecue thing. Barbecue. So, so she yeah. won the
2: seven rings, but she got barbecue grill.
4: Yeah, so Damn it, it didn't work out. That's mm-hmm. why you you got to make sure. She left out a character that should have gone in between the two of them, so that's, that's every- what the problem was. That's
3: everybody's fear, though. I mean, a lot of y'all walking around with Chinese letters on your arms and don't, don't know, know what, what the hell they it's say. You yeah. right. think, think it says something? something? Yep.
4: You go, they're probably laughing at you. Exactly. All right, Drake went to McDonald's and ended up tipping two employees ten thousand dollars each in cash, so okay. they don't have to pay taxes on that, right?
2: Uh, I mean, you just told on cash, them. yeah? But <laughs> they gotta pay taxes,
3: hell yeah. I mean, you do the thing.
4: for I think a tip. So. Uh, well, yeah. There's Are a, you sure?
3: Nope. That is a great deal, but I can find a way to hate on it. How? I'd be like, yeah, I mean, ten grand, but he's the six god, so he should have gave him six grand a piece just to stay on brand. You gave him $10, 10 grand a piece. It doesn't matter. You should have gave him 6 grand a piece. They to would stay rather on brand. He 10,000 trust me. 6 grand from the 6 God. You a hater. Okay? Him. And by the way, they work at McDonald's, so they appreciate that $6,000 tip regardless. Okay? Anybody ten, anybody would appreciate a
4: $6,000 tip. But 10,000 $10, they appreciate more. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You remember now that Lil Wayne is suing his lawyers. He says they've been robbing him and now he wants $20 million. His lawyer, Ronald Sweeney, who has repped him from 2005 until 2018, was getting 10% of every deal that he helped close. Now, the standard is 5%, so that's already an issue right there. Uh, In addition to that, he actually hired an outside firm to help with the litigation with cash money over the Carter Five deal. And that firm got 23% of the cash money settlement and 15% of the Universal Music Group settlement. And Ron Sweeney still got 10%. Of what he negotiated for Wayne as well, so that is robbery. They, they basically took well, and half his money. Well, the
2: twenty-three percent is if if the law firm was was fighting for the last couple of years, he probably made a deal instead of paying him out the pocket to give him a percentage or whatever was made. That happens all the time. Usually, it's more than that. Usually, it's thirty-three percent when these uh, law firms fight for you. So, well, I
4: guess it's twenty-three percent because when he was still getting ten percent on top of that.
3: But now, on t- yeah, well, there you go. There it goes
2: little
4: yeah.
3: Wayne. Is, little Wayne is a whole legend, but he got to go down in history as one of the worst businessmen of all time. I mean, my God, who doesn't rob from Lil it Wayne?
4: It seems like they just say, he's just like, okay. <laughs> <Little>
3: Wayne, <laughs> like, there's
4: Little, no negotiating
3: it's, here? It's like Lil Wayne is the hip-hop pinata. It's like they got him hanging from the ceiling, and it's like Burbank got a stick, and Universal got a stick, and his lawyers got a stick, and they just hitting on him, and whatever's coming out, they just keeping. And mm-hmm. he's he's the one suffering from it. Damn. Like, my God.
4: All right, and congratulations to Queen Naja and Clarence White. They have welcomed their baby boy to the world. They nice. posted a picture. With the caption, thank you, God. So, congratulations. Congrats to them. The baby was born with a full head of hair, too, by ya. the way. Mm-hmm.
5: All
4: right, and Stevie J, he is getting rid of a tattoo because you know what? Now he's with faith, he's in love, everything's good to go. Here's what he said
6: Sleazy J is officially. <laughs> <laughs> no, I cannot. Game over. It's over. I'm a grown man, I'm married, you know what I'm saying? I'm happy. Hi, honey.
4: No more sleazy day. I'm mad at
6: that. <laughs> He's
4: grown you got to grow up, right? That's
6: right.
2: Evolve.
4: All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report.
2: All right. Thank you, Miss Yi. Now, up next is the People's Choice Mix. Revolt will see you guys on Monday. On Tuesday or Monday? Oh, tomorrow. Oh, yeah. yeah, tomorrow's You'll Friday. You'll be back Friday. All right. We'll <laughs> see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get off, Let me know what you want to hear. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ, NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy, we are the Breakfast Club. Shout out to Killer Mike for joining us this morning.
4: Yes, that Dude was a great Killer conversation. To
3: my guy, Killer Mike, man. That's my comrade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I first met Killer Mike in like 2002, 2003 when he was with uh, Big Boy, Purple Ribbon, All Stars. They came to Hot 1039 in Columbia, South Carolina. And uh, I think I had on some fake Jordans. I'm not sure. I think they were the fours. Mm. And Killer Mike's like, you I love those fours. I'm just thinking about it in hindsight because I didn't know if they were real or not. But
2: things don't change. You still wear fake stuff sometimes. I remember
3: Laffy Taffy was popping around that time. Mm. And Mm. I remember saying something about D4L. And I remember Killer Mike telling me, Boy, them boys will beat your ass, all right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't let all that dancing fool you, okay? Them Mm -hmm. boys from Bowen Homes or whatever, one of the sides of Atlanta. Salute to D4L and salute to my man, Killer Mike, man. We've been comrades for a long time.
4: All right, I just wanted to say, yes, I am in Atlanta. It's about to get crazy out here today. I just want to <laughs> shout out everybody from Icon Talks, the event that I hosted yesterday, uh, the honorees, Mr. Clarence Nesbitt, who is the general counsel for the National Basketball Players Association. He was honored as well as Troy Vincent. Uh, Troy Vincent is the vice executive vice president of football operations at the NFL. Uh, Clint Skills, who you guys know, because he used to run Revolt TV, and he helped start up 5 Magazine and Brian Michael Cox. You know, you know these people. Yep. So I just want to shout out uh, to all of them because they were all honorees last night, as well as Ludacris. Ludacris. So shout out to everybody who got their honors last night from Icon Talks. Okay.
2: All right. Well, you guys be safe when we come back. Positive note, Don't Move It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now you got a positive note.
3: Yes, man. The positive note comes from my uh, four agreement cards by Don Miguel Ruiz. Uh, Don Miguel Ruiz says, you are alive. So take your life and enjoy it. You were born with the right to be happy, to love, and to share your love. Just to be, to take a risk and enjoy your life. That's all that matters.
7: Breakfast Club, bitches. We on finish or y'all?